Hello listeners and fellow Game Pass fans. Get yourself set and ready for your favourite unofficial Game Pass podcast, Game Pass News. So I'll hand you over to Nick and Sean and get the show started. Welcome to Game Pass News, recorded live Thursday, November 17th, 2022. I'm Nick Tendo, one half of the awesome GPN crew. Mr. Sean Abbott, the hairlessly handsome man from across the pond, is the other half. Today, we talk about Black Friday sales, how those consoles are costing Microsoft so much money they have to make them cheaper? Whatever. A game preview, a demo, what's the difference, and all those things drop in on Game Pass recently. You better sit down, buckle up, because Game Pass news is one crazy ride. Mr. Sean Abbott, do you know that music? I do. That is... Tunic. That is the opening ah. title song for Tunic. I was and wondering the, uh, if I could get you. No, that uh, that whole album. By the way, if you uh, if you enjoyed the game, go to Spotify or your local music app, whichever you use, um, and listen to the whole entire album. It is a beautiful, beautiful album to listen to if you fall asleep, if you just want it in the mm. background as music. Yep, I um I think I listen to it often when I'm cooking or preparing to cook. Anyway. Nice, nice. Well, I knew it was like like one of your faves this year, so I thought, well, I've been giving them some crazy off the walls, so I'll give them this one and see. But you still, man, you get such a small snippet. Like, it's only, it's not even 15 seconds. It's like 13 and a half seconds. I know, because I do it, like, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, like, that is not, even if you like the video game, that is not a lot of time to, like, have to figure out what it is. So, kudos to you. Yeah. So, oh man, so how you been? I, it just, it, uh, I've been good. Well, I say I've been good. I've been all right. Um, we've been busy. It's been Logan's, with Logan's birthday weekend, the weekend just gone. So we had his like Mario themed disco party, which was absolute bonkers. It was two hours of absolute madness. Um, I've got a funny story with that as well. Uh, I'll say, I'll talk to you about it in a second. Uh, and then his birthday was on Tuesday. Um, I'm still not 100% after getting COVID. I think my, uh, my what do you call it immune system is in that, the oh, absolute okay. toilet the same with Lindsay so we've both been struggling very much That's with a recurring me. cough and snotty nose fever up and down every now and then um, so it's not been it's not been great so yeah I want to hear this story, yeah I want to hear this story because so, that so party the, looked like bonkers <laughs> I mean I mean it looked so, amazing yeah the, so the party was the, the, the venue was really good it, it could have done with being bigger. That's the only issue. One of the only issues. One of the only issues. One of the few issues that we had with it is um, on the flyer that we we saw when we looked at it. They said, "Oh, no limit on numbers." Um, we had twenty eight kids come to that party with twenty eight adults, plus the people that were running the party and like family and stuff like that. I was genuinely concerned for the fire safety of the building. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I looked at Lindsay at one point, I went, "There is too many people in here. This is bonkers." Uh, so that was my first concern. The second one was we hired the the face painter, and we thought this face painter was going to be like a complete different entity to the to the company that that we rented the space from. And it wasn't. It was the guy that ran the de- the the guy that ran the music and the ran, ran the whole show. It was his wife. Yeah. Oh. And 
she was she was really good she was fantastic as a face painter goes she was fantastic she like there was kids that like she did one of the kids that looked like Heath Ledger's Joker um Dang. which like every time I saw <laughs> every time I saw his face as I was looking around I was like it's fucking scary um, <laughs> she did a really good job um but she had a queue she had a huge queue because like yeah, they, they ran the bounce the yeah, the, the, well, no, the, the huge queue, fine, because she was good. And there was kids, like, uh-huh. they were running the bouncy castle that we hired. They were running that in sixes. So every 10 minutes, they'd rotate the kids in sixes, which I can understand. They don't want kids to hurt themselves and stuff like that. So whatever kids weren't absolutely going nuts on the dance floor or weren't bouncing around on the bouncy castle were in this queue for the face painting, which, you know, it, it works well. Apart from the face painter took a 20-minute break in the middle of his birthday party with a queue <laughs> 10 kids deep oh, to go and buy Peter K tickets. <laughs> and she literally, she stood like, there was, there, there was this woman at one point and she was stood <laughs> to one side, like with all the, like the grownups and stuff like that. And she was on a phone and stuff and she was smiling and she was just, and I just thought, Oh, that's fair enough. That's like, that's somebody's mom. The kid must be really happy. And no, that was the face paint. I didn't realize it was the face paint of a whole this time. And one of the mums of the kids came up to me. She was like, she was, you, you, you realize the face painter isn't there at the moment. She's there on a phone. I was like, I didn't realize that was the face paint. Thanks for pointing that out to me. I went over to her and I was like, um, what's going on? Because we, we've hired you. We've paid money for you to, to paint kids' faces for two hours. Why are you here? And she's like, oh, I'm just getting PK tickets. And I was like, that's all. Um, what, what do you mean you're getting PK tickets? Because I've been in a queue all day. I've been in the queue all day and I'm at the front of the queue and, and I need to get it. And I'm like, I, I aren't kidding you. We, I f- fucking paid you like nearly a, nearly a hundred pounds to be the person to paint these kids' paces for two hours. What the hell's going on? And I, I, I honestly, at this point with kids going absolutely nuts and stuff like that, I was losing, like I had to go outside for a minute and I was just, it's unreal. And at the end of the party, That's the guy ridiculous. that was running the DJ was like, oh, happy birthday, Logan. We're really good. Thanks, everybody, for coming. And, and you know, the extra bonus to this tonight is my wife, the one that was doing the face painting. She got us Peter K tickets to go and see him live <laughs> in, tw- in 2024. And I just, I literally shouted, yeah, we fucking know. <laughs> did you, did you record? I was like, oh, I was so mad. I was unreal. And like, there was a cafe upstairs that they ran and... Just as we were getting Logan's cake ready to like light the candles and take it to him, sing happy birthday and stuff, I had it out on the side in, in this little kitchen area. And the old guy that was running the, the the cafe upstairs brought all the dirty cups down and started running a load of hot water in the sink. And he was like, the the edge of Logan's cake box, he was pushing it up and then trying to push Logan's cake across the side and was literally pushing the cake over. And I kind of said to him, so what are you doing? He goes, oh, I've... It's, it's really quiet upstairs in the cafe. I thought I'd just come and clean these cups. And I was like, we're in the middle of his pie. I'm trying to get his cake sorted. What are you doing? He went, ah, well, just grab this and give me this cup, which was full of like scrap food that obviously a parent thought I'd put the cup, the food in the cup to put in the bin. And I was like, I looked at him and do you not think there's a better time to do this than right now? And he's like, <laughs> well, no, it's quiet upstairs. I'm all right doing it now. And I just, I went, you're fucking kidding me. Move. And like at that point, Lindsay put a hand on my shoulder, and that's when I had to go outside. I went outside and like I walked out the door, and I just kind of went, "For fuck's sake!" at the top of my voice, and then turned around, and one of the mums was outside having a cigarette, and she was kind of like, "Everything okay?" 
I was like, mm. and it was the same mum that I pointed out that the face painter had disappeared off to get the PK tickets, and I kind of launched into a whole verbal rant about just... how the venue was okay, it was great, the kids were having fun, I really enjoyed it, the kids loved it. Let's not take away from that, like, Logan had a blast, some of the kids that were there are still talking about it now. My little niece, bless her, my brother's little girl, um, she, like, that's where she wants to go and have her party, because she thought it was absolutely fantastic, she loved it. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just a couple of things that we were like, uh, nope, that's not, that's not what we asked for. <laughs> that's not what's supposed to happen. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I, well, see, I said that because it never failed. I said like, oh yeah, because <coughs> it never fails when we go to birthday parties or like these, these like carnival type things. Ariel is always like the first thing she's like, I want to get my face painted. And I'm like, okay. And there's always a line. And so it's like. Oh my gosh, we have to sit here and wait on this line. And Noah's like, I don't really care about this. I want to do something else. I was like, Yeah, but you got to be with me and stuff. Oh man, it's like face painting is is always a thing when it. When I I dread when I get to like a carnival carnivaly type thing or something, and I'm like, Oh, you're gonna want to do it. And there's gonna be a line. It's gonna suck. And but the second thing I want to well, there's two more things. One, <clears throat> that's a freaking awesome party. I mean, this kid had like a dance floor, bouncy houses. Uh, face painting. I mean, dang, man. I said, and the pictures you sent that, that that party that party was rad. So good on you guys. And I saw some of the like, you guys did the what you you had like grapes and strawberries coming out to make piranhas. I don't know, man. You guys did some amazing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Lindsay did a really because like leading up to like the Thursday and Friday before I had to work twelve two twelve hour days. So like Lindsay did a lot of the fruit food prep she made little cappies with baby bell she print like she went to the effort yes. of printing off little cappy eyes and stuck them to them um she made the she made the, the mario pipes for the um grapes and strawberries oh, yeah. to make the piranha plants come mm-hmm. out she made those um she made a, a yoshi egg that was like cracked in half as a bowl for chocolate coins like the the gold foil wrapped ones for Mario mm-hmm. coins. She went to a, a, a lot of effort. She did a really fantastic job. And a lot of parents commented and said like how great the food looked for a Mario themed party. Yeah, it was, um, it was cool. The the question block Rice Krispie Cakes went down an absolute treat. There was literally, I think I've managed to save six because I really liked mm. them as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, those, those were neat too. So yeah, she did a fantastic job with the food. Um, like even to the point of naming everything. So we did like chocolate spread, and, like Nutella sandwiches, and they were Goomba sandwiches. Nice. We had um, jam sandwiches, which were toad sandwiches, and then like she did ham sandwiches, which were Princess Peach sandwiches and stuff like that. So she like she named everything. It was really good and like really well thought out. Like Lindsay put a lot of planning and stuff into this, and she stressed out a lot about it, and it was. Other than the few things that really, really knocked me off, which were just tiny little things, really, but when yeah, in the swing of it, seemed bigger than they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it went really well, and he had a blast. He absolutely loved it. Um, but we have sworn that that's the last time we're doing a party of that size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so we do one. We we decided we would do them at like one, five, ten, and thirteen and sixteen. Like those would be the big. Like you can invite a bunch of kids. We'll go somewhere do something like that and that's that's it everything else is just like family and maybe a couple friends or something like that um but also i would like to commend you in the uk for having 28 kids and 28 adults because 
When I throw these things, it never friggin' fails. That like people come in there like, yeah, I just gotta go do a couple things. So here's all my kids. It's okay. They're great. And I I'll be right back. I'll right back. I'm like, no, you're not coming right back. You're gonna be like back like right when this friggin' party freaking ends. I know how this works. Like, like it always happens. And it's fine when they get older, I guess. But like when they're littler, you're like, you're like, you're like no, I don't want 28 toddlers with no adults. Y'all need to stay and help. Never happened. Yeah, it was just it was so funny because like there were kids on the bounce castle. Like I said, there were kids on the bounce castle. Kids jumping around all over the the um, dance floor. They were playing with balloons. The kids were great. Like there was no arguing. There was no falling out. There was no crying. There was no none of that. But like you'd scan around to the outside of the dance floor, and there were just like parents sat there like that. Oh, <laughs> hey, at least they're there, man. They're there for when the emergency happens. We have Ninja Lunchbox and Zablanc. In the uh, in the chat, what's up, gents? Ninja Lunchbox is is that work slinging mail? Listen, I don't know if he can tell us. Like, I don't want to get him in trouble or anything. Okay, but like, like, what's your job that you sling mail? Like, what do you do? If you can't tell us, that's I fine. Think, Just uh, don't. But. I think he's I think he's mentioned this in the past, and he is literally like uh, I think his X Forces is uh, Ninja Lunchbox, and he is like your run of the like what we'd have over here is Royal Mail, the guy that delivers all your letters and stuff like that right? not just parcels but just like gotcha. just letters maybe that is what he does oh, um, and uh, it's nice to have mr zablanc in the chat yeah it's not very often we get one of the dads after dark crew in here so it's nice thank you how are yeah. you doing all right well maybe uh that that's i don't i don't have much to say i feel like we should continually do something about the weather it's cold and it's snowy and uh i made a snowman it's, my it's, kids made snowman it, it's rained for the last four hours nonstop for me to the point where there is areas in my local town um, that the car is it's like up to the wheels, like halfway up the wheels in water. So we're having remote flooding. John, John says his wife is mad at him at the moment. So so here I am. So hey, he's... hey, look, John, if you've done something to, to piss the wife off, don't use us as an excuse to hide away. Just, <laughs> yeah. you know, go on, man, up, grow, grow some balls. Go say sorry because you, you probably something stupid that you did. If you Let's need some it, marital counseling, John, we we're happy to help. We'll definitely f the situation up way worse than it already is, but we are happy to help. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, and we don't even charge, hence the reason we'll f it up worse than it already is. But uh, uh, well, since with that, uh, I digress. Let's get into some top stories. Okay, uh, first top story. Remember that thing I said where Keystone was coming out and they didn't have to worry about, like, price because, like, you know, it's just a Wi-Fi router and an Ethernet and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, I obviously am not an engineer of hardware because Mr. Phil Spencer comes out and says, this Keystone, we can't make it for $99 to $129, so we've basically walked away from it for the moment. Uh, yeah. I am um, baffled that they cannot make this thing for that price tag. Utterly I, baffled. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure it's everything that's inside the box. I think there's a, a probably a level of the manufacturing of the outside as well. Because I mean that thing when when it was on when it was on the sh on his little shelf, the picture we could see, it looked like a tiny little Xbox One S, which. I know it doesn't sound a lot, but you, when you've got the button, you've got everything on the outside, you've got to get that manufacturing process, that build process, as well as everything that's inside. If you're trying to limit the amount it's going to be to make everything that's involved, 
that probably comes into it as well, especially if you wanted to make that many of them. Maybe. So. Maybe. I don't. I don't know, man. Bruce is here too. Bruce is here. What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for thanks for popping in. Um, I don't know, man. Like, so you need a Wi-Fi router, uh, and an Ethernet router. Do you need a graphics card in this thing? Because I thought the TV would be that. Like, I, you're just streaming data, right? I mean, it's no different than like a Roku thing, right? Like, yeah. I am confused well, you, how this is you, not possible. The the Fire Stick is what used to be the like Fire Stick to me is like, well, I've got the the, the remote in my hand here, and yeah. it's like what. <laughs> using his hand as a measurement. That's, that's roughly about 12 inches. Um, <laughs> what did you use as a measurement? Never mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, the, the Fire Stick thing, the dongle that goes into the back of the TV is literally no bigger than what used to be a flash drive back in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. So I, it can't require that much technical, like, that much hardware internally to do this but i mean we're just we're, we're guessing and if they yeah. can't make it for the price that they want to make it at and yeah i mean, and I mean you're imagining I mean, they're getting this stuff the at the cheapest possible rate i mean i mean they buy these they buy these pieces uh, you know these components yeah in mass all the time they know the p they know the vendors and the and the reps to get this done there has to be something more to this box than what I'm thinking is in it. Because to me, the only difference is an ether, a, a friggin' Ethernet from what I have in my TV right now for, for a Roku stick, which is the, the only difference is that's Wi-Fi only. And I think this has to have an Ethernet option. So I, I just don't understand how they're like, can't make it for 99 bucks. It's impossible. I, I don't know, man. I really thought they could make this for 75 and make a profit, to be honest. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I, literally, could they not go around the factory and be like, uh, well, we've got a couple of those left over from the Series X. You know, they'd work. And we've got a couple of them from the Series S. That'd probably work. Um, if we just stick these together, we'll, we'll make a few. We only need to make at least, what, a million? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they order... The, yeah, I am... I am blowing away. Now, somewhere... Okay, so here's the only thing. Phil has discussed this project once again. Apparently, the prototype actually worked just fine, but could have proved too costly bundled with a controller. So is that price... Is that price the box and a controller? Because if that's the case... Okay, then I, I can kind of see. And as I've always said, the only thing that Stadia has on xCloud is that Wi-Fi controller. So is there a piece here that we don't really know about? Like, is were they working on a controller that was Wi-Fi enabled? And so all together, yeah. they want that to be $99 to $129? Because if that's the case, also, I can I better understand it. I mean, what's the price of a controller? I remember, like seventy nine dollars, eighty bucks. Yeah, gets you the controller. Yeah, and that's a design lab controller. So that you know, that's exactly how you want it to look. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell this thing priced with a normal controller, then yeah, you've got eighty dollars on the controller, and you you want to try and make this little tiny plastic box that streams stuff for nineteen dollars at a minimum. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't think that's gonna. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I don't know if that's what they're shooting <coughs> for. But yeah, if I got a controller, because see, I don't even know if I'd pay a hundred a uh, hundred bucks for just a box that can stream. I'm sorry. Like I I just don't know that I would especially when they're now we'll get to a story here shortly where they're selling they're about to sell S's for two hundred and fifty bucks. Like I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a hundred dollars on a box that streams. Uh, for when 150 more, I get a controller and a, a, a really nice system. Um, but if for $100, I'm getting uh, a controller and the box, and especially if the controller is somehow Wi-Fi enabled for xCloud streaming, well, I'm in, to be honest. I, I'm sold. Yeah. I'll do that. There's, there's, like, there's a lot of small things. There's a lot of little pieces to this that we I, I don't fully understand this is like what why you know, why does it need to be a wi-fi enabled controller when you're gonna have a tiny little box just a whole bluetooth you know the most recent bluetooth connection would be absolutely fine because that's how then how the the current generation of controllers work um, well so from how i understand it from those who were in the stadia um the wi-fi controller allows your button movements to go directly to the server instead of to the box and then to the server. Uh, so yeah, so, so it gets rid of some lag. Lag. Yeah, exactly. And so that's yeah. that's what Stadia's controller did from what I've been told or, or what I've read, I should say. Um, I've never had Stadia, so if I'm wrong, someone will tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, but yeah. the, this, this would have launched and stayed launched where stadia didn't yeah that, that's a good that's a that is a very good that's point therapy. i can uh, i can appreciate yeah. that um but, so yeah, yeah i was just shocked I mean, by it ninja lunchbox says in the chat that things give them a year and they'll have it sussed um i think i think that may be true i mean you may in a year inflation hopefully will will be low will be less i mean i hope i don't know it could be more who fingers crossed i'm not a freaking economist i don't know but so hopefully prices will be down in a year and uh and yeah so maybe it'll be like oh we can do that maybe the chip shortage will be gone and i don't know maybe life will be hunky-dory and we'll all hold hands too maybe all this will happen in a year and then we can get all the stuff we want to get um, and the switch will have Mark II, and it'll be amazing. So that's what's going to happen the, in a year. The, the other side of this, and it's kind of like the old like Ninja Lunchbox again in chat. He makes some very good points. Uh, is the old bait and switch? They say they can't make it for one price. Point out they want, so they're going to the right opportunity for into production. I think there's a little element of that, and I also think there's also an element of reading between the lines with Phil Spencer. I mean, it's coming to a point where every time he says something, I'm always kind of like, "But well, is that really what you mean?" So I think. The, they dropped this news that they can't make it for the limitation that they wanted to between $99 and $129. Um, they kind of sit back and they kind of look at how this trends on social media and they go, what are people saying about it? They listen to maybe a couple of little podcasts like us and some major ones and they kind of go, okay, so, so, so people would be okay with maybe a few more dollars. Um, people are excited for that price. So let's go and do it anyway. Let's make a small loss again, like they are on the current consoles, just to get people in. Let's get let's you know hook line and sinker, and let's get them into the ecosystem. Let's get those people spending eleven ninety nine a month on Game Pass Ultimate, so they can play all these games. Um, you know, and we'll make our money on subscriptions. We'll make our money on people being in our system. 
Um, yeah, I that that could be. I don't know that that could be the case. I just don't. I just don't think it makes any sense. I don't understand how one week he comes out and he says, "Well, you know, it's all lost. It's a lost leader game. We you, we lose a hundred to two hundred dollars on these one systems, but then we know we we think we're gonna make it up." And but he's but they're not willing to take whatever loss, which it can't be. You can't tell me it's a hundred dollars that they're gonna lose. I mean, if they're gonna sell it for ninety nine bucks, um, well, I guess I can't say that for sure. But that seems that seems a bit crazy. But they're not willing to take that loss. Yeah, I don't and know. then also, it's, go ahead. The, the, it must be it must be balancing on the magical like the, there must be a magical number that they need to be making every month on subscriptions, on hardware, on on game sales. There must be a magical number that this they like they literally go on and be like, okay, we need to be doing this much per month to make everything that we're doing profitable because obviously a company needs to make profit or profit because that's that's what they want to do. That's how the R and D goes. That's where you know they chuck money into everything else. Um so they, they need to do a certain level and they've probably gone and said, look, $99 is a minimum to $129 is a maximum. If we can't sell it for that because people won't buy it otherwise, it doesn't make it worth making. Um, you know, if we can't do it for that price and still make this level of profit, it can't happen. And that must be literally like they've gone to it and they've, they've run predictions and gone, it's not worth it. It's not worth it right now. So let's just let's pin it. Let's wait until things calm down a little bit. You know, like you say, let the economy balance out. Let things happen, um, and hopefully, in maybe eight to twelve months' time, they might be able to go. Hey, look, what wasn't profitable then, or wasn't reasonable for us to price then, is now. So let's do it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Only time will tell. But. If, as we were, as I alluded to, if, you know what, you're like, dang, I really wanted a piece of Xbox hardware, too bad I can't get that Keystone, right now, well, I don't know if right now, but this Black Friday, you'll be able to get the Xbox Series S $50 less for $250, at least in the States. They, they said something about in the States. I don't know if that, you know, if that, if that spills over to UK or Canada or, I, I don't know, uh, I'm not sure, but, uh... But yeah, and this is on again on the back of Mr. Mr. Spencer saying that we're losing too much money on consoles and uh, it's a it's a tough world. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I'm a little like Phil seems ev- Phil seems everywhere right now. Like he's just all over the board, and I can't I can't get a measure on if he's just saying shit or you know, or what the point is. I kind of get the feeling like he's like saying, hey, because he said a month ago, he's like, well, listen, we're going to probably have to raise prices, which is a conversation we can have there about, as you have alluded to in the prior to when we started was, is it really the console? We can have that conversation. And now they're dropping the price. But I do kind of think that's a, it's almost like a, well, get it now or, you know, the price is going to go up or now you'll never have prices this low again, you know? And so I think they're trying to see if they can go to people into being like, oh, we need to get this now because after the holidays, it might go up. Um, yeah. I don't see, know. I don't think the price, I don't, I don't think the price of the hardware is going to go up after the holiday. I think we're going to see the price of 
Xbox Gold and Game Pass subscriptions, I think we're going to see a, a little bit of a rise in price in those. So dropping the price of the console now, taking a bigger hit, let the holidays come in, let more people buy into the system, and then up the prices, people are going to be like, ah, yeah, that's not too bad. I, 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 I'd say $50 because I got it at this price. I also saved a little bit more because I possibly got it in a Black Friday sale. This is fantastic. You know, I saved maybe, I could save up to like $80 depending on what the deals are. I'm not saying that's how much you're going to save, but mm-hmm. you could save up to that much depending on what the deal is that you get. And then all of a sudden, your subscription per month goes up by $5. You you yeah. aren't going to go, oh, that's going to break the bank, but you're going to go, you, you're going to keep paying it. And they've instantly gone around and said, look, we've got, as we know, the number that they keep boasting around on the internet is around 25 million subscribers, 25 million people paying $5 more. That's a hell of a lot of money to make extra per month on your subscriptions. Yeah. Five would be a lot. I mean, five would, five would be a lot that, that would feel, that would, that would feel painful to me for him to, for Xbox to be like, yeah, now it's, now it's 1999. Um, like if they said it was, if they said it was sixteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine, I I would be I, I that three dollars. Once you start hitting that five dollar range, it's like oh. Then I start adding it month over month in my head, and I'm like oof, geez, this starts. This is this is much more than I thought. But um, but yeah, I, I and, pay and that they, they have the family plan looming too. You know, they have the family yeah, plan looming I, sometime. I pay. I think I pay fourteen ninety nine a month just for Spotify. Why? <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I have like that, every that, streaming a, system that, under the sun, so I have no room to talk. So. That's a family plan. So, like, I I use it. Lindsay uses it. Jay uses it. Um, I think Lindsay's mom uses it. So, and then we have one account that is just for all the AI speakers in the house. So. There you go. I mean, and and to be honest, it seems like all my streaming systems just did this round of like raising the prices. I, I I got something about Hulu. I got something. Netflix just came out. Apple just came out and said we're raising. I think Disney did, but Disney and Hulu are somehow connected. I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and not only so, have Netflix yeah. ra- raised the price, but they've also started to clamp down on the whole account sharing by giving yes. profile. So there's a lot of stuff coming in the in the pipeline, I believe for subscription services to really clamp down on sharing. If you don't have a family. So yeah, Beck and I were just talking about how do we, we need to start trying to figure out like two or three that we want, maybe just two and rolling, like do take that service for a month and watch what we want to watch for a month and then go to the next service and, and do a similar type thing. And instead of like paying for all these services, but that's such a headache. I mean, yeah. I know that's really the, lazy, the two, but it really is. The two I've stripped back to, and we have done because I'm in charge of paying for it. So, you know, it's if you, they're the ones you're going to get um, is Netflix and Disney just because the kids like there's loads of stuff like logan's really into wreck it ralph for whatever reason at the moment he's watching those films back to back constantly um and like we watch Grey's anatomy on there and stuff on disney plus and then netflix has obviously got stranger things and drive to survive they do that every year for the formula one which is a really nice thing to watch in between the seasons 
um, of actual racing. So keeps kind of keeps my toe into the things. Um, but like Amazon Prime, that's gone. Like once that runs out, I, the, that won't, that service will not be available to us anymore because it's just not worth the money. Um, oh, see, we. I mean, Amazon Prime is worth it for us. The service is just kind of like an extra add-in, but we we use Amazon Prime like crazy. So, yeah, that one's oh, the delivery that one side. Never goes. The delivery the delivery side of it, um, I get um, as part of my health insurance for work. As long as I keep active and do what? so many Son so many steps a month, beach. I get Amazon Prime free for the year. Freaking a man. Good for you. Good for you. Good for get yourself, you. Get yourself signed up to Vitality. And all those dads out there that want some free stuff. If you can get Vitality Health over there in the US, get yourself signed up. Get a free Apple Watch. Get free Amazon, um, Amazon Prime. Get a free cafe, coffee coffee every now and then. It's pretty sweet. I'm sure if I looked up Vitality, they'd be like, no, you live in America, you idiot. It's your fault. <laughs> you don't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah you totally blew my mind I don't, I don't even know i don't even know what i was thinking about saying it must not have been important i can say that um yeah so so 50 dollars. Uh, the main point is though whatever griping or or sue saying we want to do prophesying 50 dollars office xbox series s is a friggin' good deal so who cares why they're doing it go buy it black friday um uh, at least in at least in america I'm not sure about the rest of y'all's. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully, it's a good time for Bruce to try and buy in if he can afford to yes, buy in. Bruce, and I was already looking. Well, when but somebody Bruce else is as in well, Canada. Um, we gotta we gotta help him figure out if he can get it in Canada. If he gets that same deal, surely the, the you you're pretty close to the Canadian border, right? Can you not buy one for him and just drive it up? Well, he just give you the gas okay. money. The Canadian border is pretty big. I'm close to a portion of the Canadian border. I don't know where Bruce <laughs> hey, is. Hey, look. Hey, look. look. When you take geographical, geographical, like you take <laughs> advice on geography from somebody that lives on a tiny little island. <laughs> it takes me two hours to get to the Scottish border. It takes me an hour and a half to get to the Welsh border. It takes me like 45 minutes to get to the North-South divide. So, you know, that, that to me, that's a fucking long distance. Yes, Bruce, you can get it. Get Xbox Series S for two forty nine USD MSRP starting today. Obviously, it's not going to be USD or USD, but starting today at Microsoft Store and select retailers in the US and Canada. Bruce, you're in. There you go. You got to tell your wife. You were going to be like, "Listen, I was going to wait, honey, but I can't. This is the deal." Phil says he's going to up it after this. You use all these things. Be like, I'm getting, I'm getting all the advice. I need to buy it right now. If you want to go as far as to say Nick and Nick and Sean told me to do it. (laughs) There we go. I will be an advocate for that. That's right. I'll More good probably leave you in the doghouse marital advice we can give on this show, the better. That's what I say. Um, so, yeah, so it is U.S. and Canada. That is, uh, that, that is now a thing. Um, but there also is a lot of deals on games as well. Um, that link doesn't seem to be working for me. Now the link is only about... Um, uh, oh, I was clicking the wrong dang link. That's the problem. Okay, so you can get you can get a lot of good games. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I know John just absolutely loves. That's a lie. Uh, you can get for twenty bucks. Uh, Deathloop, just in case you didn't want to play it on Game Pass, you can get for twenty dollars. You get Far Cry Six for twenty dollars. That seems to be the thing. Yeah, Everything is twenty dollars. That's, that's a good shout. Is Far Cry Six for twenty dollars? The new yeah. Gotham Knights. That's down to thirty nine dollars. 
uh, Fi won $42, which is pretty good. Yeah, there's all kinds. Uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, $20. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which is quite, new, which is really new. That's down to $30. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Village, 30 bucks. So anyways, there's all kinds of stuff out there. There's like 700 plus games. Uh, Valhalla is Deathloop, John says. Well, you know, okay. I, I, I didn't like, I didn't, well, I didn't, not that I didn't like Valhalla. I just knew I would never actually have any time. So I never bought it. Um feel like i made a good life decision there um so so yeah so there's a lot of sales happening right now go and take a take a peek either for a whole brand new xbox series s or maybe just get some digital games for you um our last top story is game preview versus game demo listen y'all probably heard me rant about this if you're in discord or on twitter or if you're my neighbor you probably heard me screaming about this um but either way uh, let me let me regale you with a tale for anybody who hasn't heard so today we'll talk about it uh a video game called lapin i don't know if that's right apparently it's the name of a type of bunny rabbit whatever um dropped it's a it's a it's a tough as nails platformer so i read and i thought well hey i like those celeste was fun let's see what this is all about i started to play it and by golly is it not a good game by golly is it it's a good game that's my point um it's got tight controls got fun music a story that's you know charming uh i was having a lot of fun with it um I beat chapter one, and I was like, sweet. I got into chapter two. They added some new mechanics, which I thought was a really good touch, and I was having even more fun than I was in chapter one. And then all of a sudden, I like the game. I get, I jump in this hole, and I'm like ready for what happens next, you know? And not like a hole that I died in, but that's where I was supposed to go. And uh, and the screen goes black, and it's like, hey, thanks for playing the, the, the demo build. That was fun, wasn't it? And I was like, wait, what? I mean, they said it was a game preview, Sean. But the game developers literally called it the demo build. So they took the demo build, they put it on Game Pass, and then they called it a day one game for Game Pass. I'm sorry, man. Like, I was like, I don't understand how this even works. Like, when is a game preview a game preview and when is a demo a demo and when i don't know i don't know i need to know some like definitions for these things because i'm confused so if you have kids that listen to this sometimes cover their ears now because that was fucking bullshit that's just unreal i mean to the point we, we have a demo it is a free to play demo on a subscription service you i i would be so happy if you could email microsoft and be like look I want my month for November of Game Pass reimbursing to me because you have literally robbed me of it. It's made me so mad that we've had that. But it's the first time I've heard of us having that as well on Game Pass. Uh, it's just, it's unreal. The game preview to me is a game that was just still in a build mode. So you had 18 months of fucking grounded in game preview because <laughs> it was... True. A game preview. It was glitchy. There was bugs. They were working on stuff. They were releasing bits and pieces here and there. But you could play the full game. You could go to everywhere within reason because there were certain areas. Yeah, you I was going to say that's not entirely true. That that's almost true. You you could build a castle. Yes, you you could build a castle. Yeah, there was yeah. lots to do. So You're the, right. 
there, there weren't many things that you couldn't do. There were just areas of the game that you yeah. couldn't quite get into because you were literally held up by black and yellow tape because yeah. that area was currently under construction. Mm-hmm. But they were open in telling us that, that that area was under construction. There weren't ever a limitation to that. Um, but yeah, John's right. I have, have to think that Xbox got paid to have a demo on there as well. So Xbox have taken money from the developer. They have paid a little bit of money to the developer probably on being able to have that game there. There was obviously a, some kind of arrangement made. But it's just, oh, it's unreal. It's like, yeah. I, could, I could understand the game preview. Like, look, hey, this game isn't completely finished. Here we go. You, you're going to be playing it. We're going to be heading to it. But that's a fair that's fair. As a game preview, that's absolutely fair. If they can label it as as the game loads up, grounded hit game preview. Um, mm-hmm. But for it to be labeled as a game preview, and then you get a, a direct message from the developer saying, "Thanks for building, playing in the demo build, yay!" Yeah, and well it's done. like thumbs up. Just nothing else. Not like you know, check back on this date, and we're gonna have this. No footnotes in anything it's just there you go see you later we we, we kind of got this far and kind of went uh feet up teeth out i'm done yeah i think so i'm i'm yeah and they don't talk about when they advertise these things they don't talk about previews oh they do no that's not true okay so here's what i'm looking at i'm looking at xbox game passes twitter they they send out um, the four games that are out available today with the little cover art that they always do. The, so there are four games. I know we're kind of mission and mashing here, but the top story kind of melds with what's out this week. There are four games out today. Dune, Spice Wars, Ghost Lore. Those are both PC only games and they specifically say game preview. I don't know what type of game preview it is. I don't have, I don't have PC Game Pass. Okay. So, but the other two games... Lapin, I don't even know if I'm saying that game right. I'm not gonna lie. And Norco both do not show Norco is not game preview. That Norco is already out on PC, it just now is added to the console. Lapin, though, is day one, then they advertised it as a day one game on Game Pass, and it does not say game preview. Like, that's my biggest problem. Not only does it not say that it's a demo, they don't they didn't even advertise this as as a game preview they advertised this as a day one drop on game pass like it was a big deal like and i mean it is like game pass subscribers like to have day one games so i was like oh sweet went out gave it a try. i mean this is this is just like just like miss miss advertising i mean false advertising that's what i'm trying to say i mean it just yeah tie that with the current microsoft studio release that we're going to talk about later the, the, the Game Pass is currently making a, a really bad taste. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, with that kind of stuff. Listen, if you want to do this, so let's say, let's say that they went to Studio Doodle. I think is the, if I looked it up, is the is is the developer. Let's say they went there and they said, "Hey, we want to, you know, pay for you to make your game, so it'll be day one on Game Pass," and. They were like, yeah, we're going to have that out in November. And then all of a sudden it was like, ah, we don't. And so Mike, so that's fine. Like if you don't have it out and gain, but Microsoft's like, hey, let's push your game. Because as I said, if this would have dropped on the Microsoft store as a demo, I would not have played it. Like I just wouldn't, I don't know anything about this game. It's going to drop in a tweet probably 
I'm going to be, there's going to be other things I got to get to, or I'm playing and I probably don't play it just to be hundred percent honest. But if they want to give it some more attention and drop it on the game and make it a game pass only demo, that's fine. But you have to market it exactly as such so that I'm not going into it expecting to have a full day one game. Like it can't be game preview. And you definitely can't tell me you got a day one game. You have a, what I would call a, a game pass demo exclusive. Okay. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Make a little section on game pass where you have to be a game pass subscriber to try this demo might not make a hundred percent or it might not make a hundred percent sense to be honest. Like why, why would you want to exclude a demo to a certain bit of people? But, but maybe whatever, but you have to market it as such right now. I just feel like, I don't know, like I got duped as I put in a tweet or a post or something. I don't know. I was talking about this everywhere. So I just feel like I got, yeah. I got duped. I, it's just, I think it's a little, it's a little bit rotten. I mean, I don't for a second believe that this is the right way to go about dropping games, especially day one releases, because let's go. There's a game that's coming out on Game Pass. I'm really excited about it. I've got the day off. I've downloaded this game. I'm thinking, yep. You know, kids are at school. I've got no chores to do. You know, I've brought the beanbag out of the garage because I'm like, this is, this is it. This is my day. I'm going to sit in front of this game because I've been waiting. You know, I'm pretty excited about it coming on Game Pass. You sit down and think, right, cool. I've got two or three hours just to wail into this. And you, you literally get to 45 minutes and you realize it's a demo. You're kind of like, yeah. Ace, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my day? But, you know, I plan to play this game. It's kind of, yeah. And I mean, that's that's only from my point of view because it's kind of like I, I set myself to to kind of do so, like I'll play this game like I played Somerville to completion because that's what I wanted to do. That was it. That day was to play Somerville to completion. So I can only imagine that you sat there and you've gone, cool, this game looks okay. It looks pretty cool. It's got some nice promise to it. I'm playing it. You, you get this... <laughs> absolute label from the developers saying, oh, thanks for playing our demo build. But with no other news about how this is going to go. And you kind of sit there and go, I feel robbed. I feel like, yeah, it's bad advertising. It's bad yeah, juju. It, it, it really is. It just isn't, it just and isn't the way to go, but it's going to stop me from playing any other game preview that they drop. Yeah. Because and they can, I don't dicey. want that to happen again. Yeah, I mean, I, I have notoriously talked about Craftopia, which I have dubbed Craptopia, which came off Game Pass about as quick as it was on. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and so, ga- so game previews can be sketchy. That That's for sure. Grounded was one that was fantastic. Uh, it did it did have its glitches, but man, I mean, I, I put a literal five days of gaming into that thing. Um, uh, Ninja Lunchbox has, says, has anybody tried Vampire Survivors? Ironically, I probably would have tried Vampire Survivors, but I was like, ooh, a tight platformer. That's kind of my jam, so I'll try that first. Uh, now, I want to be real clear here. We are dishing on Microsoft on Game Pass. When this game comes out as a full game, if you like tight platformers, Celeste-like, Super Meat Boy-likes, try this game, because I I mean, I really was loving it. 
I probably wouldn't even be here if I didn't really care about it. You know, I wouldn't even be really chatting about it or whatever. But this game really is, if you like that kind of thing, it felt good. It felt responsive, which is all the things you need when you're doing that kind of a game. You know, you, you got to be able to know that when when you need when you want to move some way that your character is going to move that way. Uh, my literal only complaint is that I was I just thought there was too much bloated dialogue that doesn't need to be there. Um, and I just was trying to get through that, but also trying to keep up with the story. So I didn't want to just fly through the dialogue and not know what was going on. So anyway, so that's it. So game preview, game demo that needs to be, uh, figured out on the game pass on, on the game pass, uh, store. I don't know. Whatever. They need to figure it out. All right. Um, game pass headlines. Out this week, uh, Somerville, which you have beat like what ten times now? Is that right? Um, I, well, I've I've got the four different endings. Let's, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Pentiment, which I will talk about. I I I played that game for an hour and a half, and I put in my penance. Um, and then that was that was out Tuesday, uh, November fifteenth of this week, November seventeenth, Dune Spice Wars which uh, is today, if you're listening, Thursday, uh, Dune Spice Wars, Ghost Lore, both PC onlys, Norco, uh, a 2022 point-and-click adventure game released for uh, PC earlier in the year, but now out for consoles as well. The game takes place yeah, in... Yeah, that's um, very quickly. Ninja Lunchbox said that it was nominated for a game award, so apparently if, uh, it's probably worth trying. Yeah, it's, you know, narrative games and Game Pass. I don't know. This year, it seems to be a thing. Um, and then Lapin, which I have talked about already. So, or Lapan, as I believe. John looked it up and said it. I, if I if I pronounced how he how he has spelled it for me, Lapan. Um, apparently, it's the name of a, of a rabbit. I'm, I think because when I typed in hashtag Lapan... Uh, and then I clicked on my hashtag just to make sure I didn't hashtag something, you know, that was sketchy that I didn't mean to. <laughs> I came up with with tweets about the game and tweets about rabbits. Uh, it seemed like a, sp- a particular type of rabbit. So I was like, oh, OK, I think I get it. Um, not being a rabbit person, I had no idea. Um, out, out next week, Gungrave Gore, a stylist third person action shooter. Uh, in which you take the role of Grave, a gunslinger of resurrection and badass anti-hero of your dreams, mowing down tons of enemies in a gory ballet of bullets. There you go. Nice. Um, new games announced this this week that'll be out soon. Uh, Insurgency Sandstorm and Sucker Story, which I am so excited to try Sucker Story. Yeah, so if it, if it plays anything like Golf Story did on the Switch, yes. I'd, I'd be down for that. I enjoyed that. I think I enjoyed Golf Story more than I ever thought I would do. So. Yep. We have a new list of games going goodbye. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about them? Got, yeah, got Vale, uh, Dear Sim. I think it's got too many E's in, on our sheet, so I thought that'd be funny. Uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, I don't tell you if I want to try and do the Roman numerals. Thirteen time in the morning. Thirteen uh, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mind scanners, Mortal Shell, Space Warlord, Oregon, Trading Sim. Which I think <laughs> we talked about that once upon a time, and that was the uh-huh. whole. Basically, you trade organs. Mm-hmm. 
There's a space for Warlord, which is kind of a dungeon. And then because we're getting a new Warhammer soon, Warhammer 40k battle sector is leaving. I I feel like there's two people at Game Pass. One loves Final Fantasy games and the other one hates them. And and so one just keeps like throwing them on and the other one grabs them immediately and like tosses them off the service <laughs> as quick as the one gets. Like like seriously, it seems like they're on and they're off and they're on and they're on. And it's just like this cycle of Final Fantasy games that just keeps going. Um Nothing here really makes the, me cry. So. Not, not only that, but there is a lot of Final Fantasy games. So if you're going to cycle them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, they they can do it for they can do it for a good uh, a good long time. Um, oh, that's right. Archvale was the the RPG bullet hell world and embark on a journey to right wrongs from long ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I tried that one because it looked cool. It looked cool, but when I the bullet hellness of it was too much for me. So yeah, no, nothing here really makes me too sad. But remember, if you heard something you loved and you would like it to not go away well you can't change that but you can buy it for 20 percent off so uh before as long yeah. as it before it leaves the service so that's what uh, you can and games with gold dead end job is now available to download check that this morning so mm-hmm. that's now available do that it's fun it's fun i did the i did the review for the dads forever ago when it came on switch which was like a year and a half ago i think um but which means it's not that old really i mean it's only a year and a half old game so uh yeah do that play that all right, and that is uh, our Game Pass headlines. Let's move into what we have been playing in the Xbox Spotlight. Sean, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, we, I reckon we could probably both give our thoughts on two of these four games that we've all played. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Return to Monkey Island. Um, I, I enjoyed this game at first because um, it takes me back to uh, Sam and Max, Toonstruck, you know, um, they all point and click, walking around, mm-hmm. discussing with people, making decisions. Um, but it very, very, very soon got old. Um, and I don't know why, it just suddenly got to a point that I thought, I'm not interested in the story. The story didn't grab me. Um, so... I kind of just I, I shied away from it a little bit. Yeah, so I I have not made it far enough to to say much about it. I can tell you that um, if the story does not grab me, I will be right with you because the game mechanics are somewhat irritating. It's that kind of game, kind of what you see, you know, the old we exactly what you're saying, where you point and click on stuff, and you solve puzzles sometimes in the stupidest of ways. You're like, oh, well, I never would have thought to click on the, you know, the pile of dirt in the corner and that that would then release the thing that got me the key that did the thing, you know, and those kind of I don't know, it's like moon logic type stuff. And it's kind of uh, a little bit of luck and I don't know. And so that that tends to irritate me a bit. So if the story doesn't grab me, I'll be gone as well. Yeah. And that's what I that's the issue I got to I think I got to the point where. I was about to go and take over the boat to go back to Monkey Island. And I was kind of like, nope, I'm done. This has kind of got to the point where the story wasn't gripping enough and interesting. It was okay at the front first where you were the kids and you were doing the funny stuff to try and get around the whole hot dog thing and try and figure out how to make the money and bits and pieces like that. That was okay. Mm -hmm. But it just, it soon got repetitive and, and a nuisance to play. So, 
the one thing I want to say before you move on, um, it, it did make me look up the history of anchors. Okay, I will say this: the, we, the girls. How long like, did you listen to her for? I listened to the whole thing. I was like, <sighs> I didn't know if anything was going to happen. It is. I don't even know what would you say. Six what minutes. You, six, okay, I listened to the whole thing. And she tells the story, the history of anchors of being like they were weapons and then they were like they were shot at the ships and then she then they realized that they actually could be used to hold the ship in place. And I was like, is this true? By golly, it is. Do you have a real history yep. of anchors? Even, I loved it. Even, I thought it was fun. Even down to the one side is made slightly bigger than the other to stop yeah. it from 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 twisting and falling in a certain yeah. way. I was like, I was gobsmacked because i looked it up as well i was like <laughs> no some of these facts must be made up they're just they're expecting people to have got to a certain point because that's what i was waiting for i was like they're going to expect people to have get to a certain point and just skip so they're going to yep. fill this with yep. gibberish and no they were like on the money with all the facts yeah. and i was like okay yeah it's pretty cool that that was fun I'll, i i will say that okay move on sorry um yeah and uh the other game that i played is pentiment i put in enough time to get to the abbey for the first time and then the the absolute sound of a quill on parchment drove me to pure insanity and made me want to throw up. So I had to stop playing. I couldn't do it. Yeah, just that. That's oh, fuck off. No, couldn't do it. <laughs> and which I was really upset about because I, I was enjoying the, I was enjoying some of the humor in the game. Because the, it was one of them again, another kind of point and click style game where you walk through very narrative driven, lots of dialogue, um, and the dialogue is all hand. You you can have it all look like handwritten um, calligraphy I got rid style. Of that. I got or rid you, of that right or you away. can have it. No, I did. I went for that because I, I quite liked it. Or you can have it just printed, but the noise is still there even with the printed because I tried that. I changed it. Um, but I liked the decision making. I liked that you had kind of like the echo of people that you spoke to at the very beginning there. So you've got the jester, you've got the um, the maiden and stuff like that. And they all give you a different aspect of how your behavior should be and how it shouldn't be. And the, I went for the jester's line every time because I just thought it was hilarious. I liked his colorful language. But I just couldn't get past the noise of the the dialogue being written as you read in it sort of thing. Mm. I thought it was very interesting that you could, um, they underline certain things or they highlighted certain aspects of the, yes. the dialogue. So you could, if you weren't quite sure what that word meant, you, it gave you a description of it. And I thought it was a very intelligent way of mm. doing it. Use the extended hand with the extended finger. Yep. Um, and not so the there was a finger. lot of, not the middle finger. So there was a lot of interesting stuff. There were a lot of funny facts, the whole, like how people back then used to walk around the house on the right-hand wall, had never walked back on themselves. So then the witches didn't steal the souls when they got up for a pee in the night. Um, yeah, I thought there was lots of funny aspects to it. I just couldn't get past the dialogue and the sound of the dialogue. If it, if it could turn that noise off, I'd probably still play it, just wow. for the humor of some of the dialogue. See, that's impressive. I, I mean, when you say lots of dialogue, I think we need to expound on the fact that there is. <laughs> A shit tons of dialogue. ton of dialogue. <laughs> like, like, I played this in the late morning, and I literally at one point was like, oh, okay, yep. I, I mean, I dozed off. There was just so much. And I wanted, so I made it to the end of a day. I got to the Abbey. I did my job. I ate whatever. And you really do 
learn about the church and the time frame. I mean, you have a you they you know they talk about what their meals were and and oh man, you learn a ton. I mean, just in the hour and a half that I played, I learned a ton. But there's just so much dialogue. It feels really slow. I'm trying to like, but I want to get to the next day. I'm hoping like I wake up and then the murder happens and maybe stuff picks up. So I, I do want to go back to it and see if that happens. Because if that does, then maybe I can I can see it. I can see it through. But at the moment, oh man, there's just so much stuff. So much, so much. And, and it's not all, it doesn't at least seem all important is the thing. Like I had three tasks, in an hour and a half, I had three tasks that I had to do um, or that I said I would do that I completed. Uh, now, the one thing I did like is putting you in these really tough situations. I was in um, a dinner with the the father of the, the Abbey. What? The Drukas. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's the father, though, right? Is that what they call him? Or I can't, yeah. I can't, the main guy in the Abbey. And then also the Lord, uh, the Baron, who basically pays for the Abbey. But, so the ba the Baron pays for the Abbey to exist. The father pays for me to be at the Abbey, though. He can kick me out of the Abbey. And the father don't want to talk about Martin Luther and changing the church. And the Lord is all excited about Luther's new 99 Theses. And you are like sitting in between them and you have to like think, do I, but the Lord and Baron could possibly move you to move you up in your career, but the Abbey could just kick you out of the Abbot altogether. And then maybe you don't have a career. And so you're trying to like, please them both, not piss them off too much. And that, that stress and tension of like how you do, th how you have to navigate that situation. That was when I had my, that was when I had the most fun with the game. Cause it was like, how do I answer these questions tactfully to not piss off the father, the abbot or the father or whatever he's called and not piss off the Lord and Baron so that I can be at least in good graces with both of them at the same time. It, it, it was a really, that part was really fun. And if they do that more, and less of me, like, I don't know, talking about what I ate for lunch uh, at the, the the previous day, then I think maybe I could I could stay in it. And it's not a, it's, this if this game is for you, that's great. It's not, don't use what I'm saying as being like, oh, well, this game's not really all that great. It's just not made for me. There's just too much dialogue in this game, and it's not something for me. For a lot, of, I mean, obviously for a lot of people, they love it. It's gotten great scores, really helped out my fantasy critic, um, not that I'm going to win because I am I was doing piss poor, but now I just am doing poor and not piss poor. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's gotten great scores. So, that's all I got. Yep. Well, you'll have to just, you'll have to keep me updated if you go back to it and let me know because like those decisions, you, you make them early on in the game, um, especially like when they're asking you for your rent early and you, you get the decision, you can either help them or you can tell them that you might think about it or you can tell mm -hmm. them get lost basically it's not my problem so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i had to piss off the brother uh of the abbot so that i could get my money early so i because i said i would help him pay i'd pay my rent early and so but i pissed him off because i forced him to pay yeah and so there's a lot of that stuff that goes back and forth that is somewhat interesting it's just the in-between stuff you know that's probably like 20 minutes all the stuff that interests me is probably like 20 minutes of my hour and a half playthrough and the rest is just seems to drag. So, 
Uh, the other game that I've been playing, I played uh, is Somerville, um, and I've played the crap out of this game. Um, I think I've fifty percent of the achievements done so far. Um, I played it for eight hours. It's, well, eight hours it says on the, the the Xbox app, but I think the like, actual gameplay is somewhat around four and a half to five hours. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I liked Limbo. I loved Dead Inside uh, by Playdead. Jumpsuit is just a rebrand of Playdead games, I believe. Some of the some of the, the I guess the CEO is the same. Um, so obviously, a lot of the gameplay is the same. It's not all 2D. So like Dead Inside was 2D, and and you kind of like you went from left to right constantly. This you go from left to right. You can X, Y, and Z. There's there's a 3D option where like you might sometimes just wander off a bit out of the way. Um, the premise of the story is you when you first start the game. I was like, I didn't know what was happening at first. And you take control of a small child, a toddler, and you're walking around the house. Um, and you basically getting up to mischief. You you pull the drawers out in the kitchen. You climb onto the kitchen side. You open the window and you fall into the bin. Once that happens, you then start over with the main character of the game, which is the father. Um, and what happens is while mum is baffing the little baby that fell in the bin, you go out to feed the dog, um, and then all of a sudden there's a big alien invasion. Um, loads of stuff happens in between that, and then you kind of granted a power. Um, and that power is to be able to dissolve certain blocks in the game, which kind of hinder your process. Uh, but you can only do that by the use of light. And that's where that's the puzzling aspect of the game. That's how that comes in. Um, the puzzles aren't very challenging. Or what I didn't think was very challenging, but I played a lot of Limbo and a lot of Dead Inside. So a lot of it was kind of intuitive as to that, as to what you were doing. Um, I think there was only one puzzle where I kind of got stuck um and that i had to very quickly look up because it was i, I spent 25 minutes trying to figure it out um and it was just i, I couldn't quite see something in the graphics for, for where i had to crawl underneath so i don't want to give too much away for anyone else that might play it um but yeah i felt i enjoyed that there there is four different endings um uh there's one where you have to accept the first like you kind of get given a deal. Um, you can accept the deal on the first terms and the deal on the second terms is a war of the worlds ending and there is a a family first ending, which isn't spoiling anything. They are the, the titles in the achievement list. So you can kind of figure that out, look for them yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got some replay value just for getting those. There's a couple of collection style stuff. There's one achievement which point nine percent of players get which i'm at 80 percent of which i might jump back nice. in just to get that less than one percent achievement which is always nice nice um but yeah graphically is a really, really nice game the music's really good gameplay is great the the camera works really well with the the added 3d aspect to certain aspects of the game um but yeah i, I thoroughly enjoyed it Cool. I want to give it a try because I have as well played Limbo and Inside. So, uh, yeah, I would like to like to get. That. How long did it take you to beat it once? I don't know if I'm going to beat it four times. Um, less than three, about three hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once you once you've beaten it and you've unlocked all the chapters, getting the different endings doesn't take long. You can kind of skip 
to the bit that you need to skip. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Which is quite useful. Yeah, so, for sure. So, and then the other game that I've been playing, which I didn't realize this was actually coming out, but yesterday Warzone 2.0 dropped. Um, it left me a little bit confused because I went to try and play Warzone last night, and for whatever reason, it was telling me that I had to install a certain part of the game, and I was like, "Well, that's I've been playing that map before, so why isn't that there now?" So, a quick bit of googling. Um, if you have the original Warzone file and you've let that do an update as it was due an update. I think it did a two and a half gigabyte update yesterday. Um, that is now not playable. You have to go to the Microsoft Store, go to Modern Warfare 2, select the free version to download and play, and that is where you'll now find Warzone 2.0. Um, it's a 95 gigabyte download, I believe, just for that aspect of it. It's a, it's a big map. It's a big old game. Um it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I've first couple of matches I played, I think I got second. They've changed the gulag a little bit. So, um, you know, instead of it just being 1v1, it's 2v2. So you kind of rely on the, the person that you end up in the gulag with helping you get back into the game, which is quite nice. Um, there's a few more vehicles that they've added. They've changed the contract aspect of it. And you can now swim in the game, which you couldn't do in the original Warzone. If you like landed in a deep body of water, it was instant death. But now you can swim, you can kind of stay under the water and surprise enemies and stuff like that and players, which is quite cool. Um, but yeah, it's got all the Modern Warfare kind, Modern Warfare 2 perks in the game and, how, and all the weapons in the game just with the Battle Royale style that we know and love as Warzone players. Nice. Oh. I think I've spent I spent too much time playing it today more than I, I care to admit. I think I started after the school run and then I stopped half an hour before going back to pick the kids up. So I I put some good time into it today. Nice. Yeah, I uh I wondered if you were playing it all that time or if you just left it going. So good for you, man. Um uh, no, I, I ran through I ran through all my tokens today. So gotcha. Anything else for you? Um, no, that's it. I've not touched the Switch because I'm still sad that I've not got a new Mario Rabbids game. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm in a predicament with Mario Rabbids, actually. Um, a kid predicament. Um, so I've already talked about Return to Monkey Island and Pentiment. Uh, pretty much talked about Lopin. Um, I am playing Minecraft with the kiddos now, survival mode. Um, I told them I would not play any more creative. I'm tired of building just junk. So it, Noah said, sure. And Ariel wanted to jump in. So we've been playing survival and that has been a ton of fun. And we are all, I, I will admit it too, a, a little addicted to it. We keep going every night. They want to play it, which is the problem because every once in a while I'm like, how about we play Mario Rabbids? And they're like, no, but yet they don't want me to play without them. So I'm like, well, listen, listen, I want to play this game. Um, so that's my, that's my predicament. Um, I am... I am having a a ton of fun playing with them. And Sean, just to go back to our old dad crossing days, like why why could why could uh Animal Crossing not be like like this? I mean, it's the three of us goofing off on this gigantic map. We're all doing our own thing. You know, I mean, it's just so great. Like it's just I don't have to worry about what Noah's doing. We all just hop in, just in and out as we want to be. It's just oh man, it's it's just so much fun. Now now I will say as we are exploring and adding and building and going underground and doing all the things, 
I am. We we started playing on the Switch just just because, and I I don't know. I got to figure out if I can take what I've done now and move it to the Xbox because I feel like we are starting to. I as quick as I say that, I do want to say I feel like we're starting to push the Switch a little bit because like I was I was in this big tunnel I made and I was getting ready to come out the other side and I come out the other side and it's just like white space. <laughs> and there's supposed to be trees and fields and a lake and I'm like uh what's happened so then I turn around and I turn back and the trees and the fields and the lake are all there now and so it's uh so yeah I feel like I feel like maybe if we want to keep building I need to find a way to move or to see need to see if there is a way to move this Minecraft file that we have to the Xbox so if anybody knows if that's um, possible that's what I I'm need I'm pretty to. sure if you get the server code and you link your Mojang account with your Switch and your Xbox, I'm sure it carries across. But okay. I wouldn't hold me to that. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to have to play around. As, that's as far as my uh, Minecraft knowledge goes. Gotcha. I'm just going to have to play around with it and I'll report back because I... I'm afraid we we are we're stressing the switch out about as far as it'll go, but we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, and then my son and I, when when Ariel is not around, we are we are playing Overcooked, the the the, the first one, and uh, having fun going through that. Um, he has always kind he's always wanted to play it, but I just didn't know if he would be if he'd be up for it. But he's definitely up for it now. He he does a he does a really good job, and uh, we're having we're having a lot of fun with that. So, um, yeah, that's uh, other than the stuff I've already talked about. That's pretty much that's pretty much my what I've been doing. Cool. Um, I don't think I've got anything else. Uh, we're getting ever so closer to High on Life coming out, so I'm getting really excited mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we got to look forward to in the next few weeks? Quickly look at our sheet off the top of my head. I can't quite remember. Um, um, yeah, sorry, I could. Uh, uh, Hello, number two, and and soccer story. So yeah, mm-hmm. a couple of games that are coming out soon to look forward to. High on life being mm-hmm. right up at mm-hmm. the top. So. And for those yeah. of you achievement hunters who are interested, we uh, here in the neck here very shortly will have a announcement about uh, achievement hunters. Um, there, there, there's uh, some changes afoot that I think everybody will really like that Sean and I are pretty excited about. So you'll you'll hear about that shortly. Most definitely. Um, shall we move into the party chat and answer the question that Mr. Zablonk left us? Let's do it. I almost forgot that was me. There's that there's that so, moment, Sean, where you forget that that's you. You're like, should we do this? And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Press the buttons. You are the wizard. You are the man behind the curtain of this show. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so, yeah, Mrs. Zablanco is in the chat for this week. Uh, left us, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a bit of a... I'm bragging about playing this game to the point where he's then asked the question. Um, I've been playing through God of War on the PlayStation 5, and there's a game mechanic you might not even realize has happened for a while, but it's extraordinary, and I've never seen in a 3D video game before. The entire game plays out in one continuous shot. 
The camera, which acts like it's been held by a human camera person, follows Kratos, jumps to the other characters when needed, pans back and forth during dialogue, seamlessly shifts into cutscenes, into and out of boss fights, jets in for close-up, rotates behind characters during important moments, and there's never a single scene break. It's just one continual shot for 20-plus hours. It's absolutely crazy. So my question for you is, why can't Xbox do this? Twitch then he says, no, no, I'm kidding. He realizes Xbox will never do anything like that because we just don't make actual games at the moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, my question for you guys is, what other games that have you played that have marveled you with an individual technique achievement that has left you in awe? So the first thing that came to my mind that I, I just fell in love with um, is Mario Galaxy. I don't know if that's entirely, I mean, it's definitely, I don't know. That that was just something, being able to run around those, those planets and, like, be able to come back where you were and, and jump up in the air and, and the, how they played with gravity um, as a as a life, as a lifelong Mario fan uh, I and having lived through the, the 3D stuff, I don't know. I just didn't know if they would, like, what are they going to do that's really going to make me go, like, ah. Um, and I still... I still have fonder memories of my time playing Galaxy than I than I do playing Odyssey, to be to be honest, because that that was just so different, and it was like, oh, this is yeah, yeah, it's fresh, and I liked it. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, uh, for me, it's Tunic. Um, I like the the game. If you were to just look at this game from the outside in, not knowing, not playing the game, and not listening to me half on about it, um, you'd think, ah, oh, it's a bit of a top-down 2D style with a bit of 3D aspect, Zelda-like game that you run around as a tiny little fox in a green tunic with a sword and you hack away at enemies. Um, the deep underlying thing with this game is the instruction book. The like, And then going back to being a an old gamer, well, I would say old, mid, middle-aged gamer, is that like, the instruction book was held so much uh, importance Back when like we were younger and we were playing games, you'd make notes in it, you'd like it, you'd you'd refer to it constantly for help and advice. Um and they brought this into the game digitally where you had to collect if you didn't collect all the instruction booklet, you couldn't do all the puzzles because everything linked in one big magical way. Um and I'd never experienced that in a game before. I've never experienced the like the collectibles that you get, it being an instruction booklet, and there's no tutorial behind you know, how important this instruction booklet is. It's kind of like a you get stuck for a little bit and you flick through these pages and then you kind of make the link and you think, oh, oh okay. So you do that more often and more often and more often to the point where it, it holds such an importance. Um, I absolutely love that. I, I, I mean, to the point where I printed off the instruction booklet, I was making hand drawings of certain stuff and trying to figure out puzzles in certain ways. Um, I I just I fell in love with the game for that entirely. So you know that's one that that is a, an individual technique that I'd never seen before, and we probably won't see again unless Finji decides he wants to go and make a, a second one. Hmm. So. Another technique in within that, and, and I'm sure another game has done this, but uh, it doesn't come to mind right away. Is most every most all of the secrets in that game are attainable. From the moment you start, it's just yes. they're so obtuse 
you have no idea they're there until the ma until you piece the manual together to tell you. And that's just crazy to me. Like, like you start, you could happen upon any one of those. Highly unlikely, but but you could. And so it's just, I just think it's great. It's not like it's like, oh, now I got this crystal. So now the game will let me find the secret. Nope, it's always there. It's just really hard button combo to get to. Yeah, ridiculous. I think one of them, 46 different entries for a button combo is the most I think I counted. Yeah, well, that door, that door was nuts. That like <laughs> the end door. And kudos to you, because you did it all without any help. Is that correct? That is correct. I drew, got it amazing. wrong, rubbed it out, drew it again until it worked. So, and that was just from reading the instruction booklet. That was going through the instruction booklet and marrying up all the gold lines and which directions they got following the the number squares that it gave you within the instruction book to figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah. Good laugh. Yeah. I enjoyed that game. I mean, man, I so. used a, I used a guide immediately. <laughs> I was like, not immediately, <laughs> but like the moment we got down to like the find the things and do all the button pushes, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to try to figure these out, but. No, I spent Kudos. a lot. I spent a lot. That's why I printed out. Cause I spent a lot of time annotizing. Um, Cause it annotates the, once you figure out a secret or you figure out one, it, an it annotates the instruction booklet for you in the game. So you, you don't have to go and do it yourself. But then there were certain things that I needed to do a bit more just because I I couldn't see it on the screen and figure it out at the same time. So it was good. I enjoyed that. That game's fantastic. Like, um, I mean, at the beginning of the podcast this week, I've said that the game's got a beautiful soundtrack. It's great graphically. The battle side of it the battle aspect was difficult but not too difficult it pushed the boundaries a, a few times mm -hmm. which was nice um yeah i make another one please soon fiji go do it because it was great so yeah it was good um yeah that's all i got yep so um and i think that takes us out man there's nothing meh it's fine Send us uh, home. Send us out. So if you want to get in touch with us via any of our social media accounts, which is Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, you can do so by going to those websites, typing in Game Pass News, and you will find us. Um, if you want to buy any sweet merchandise, uh, I don't know if you can see, but if Nick's wearing the hoodie, he's got a nice clock up there, you can get us on phone covers, iPad covers, cushion covers, duvets. You know, if you want to nussle up to mine and Nick's faces on an evening, you can do so by heading over to redbubble.com. Look for the star on there, Game Pass News, and you can buy some of our Switch merch, sweet, sweet merchandise. If you want to jump in and chat with us on Discord, you can do by subscribing to our Twitch channel or going over to the Nintendo Does Patreon page uh, and subscribing for a dollar a month. That gets you in there. And don't forget, we've got this achievement hunters going on. Big news coming for that soon. Thank you to everybody that jumped in the chat, Mr. Zablonk, for the first time of coming back and chatting to us. Uh, Mr. Neo Prime, Timothy Olf, and Ninja Lunchbox, and Bruce over on YouTube. Thanks very much, guys, for talking to us. And until next time, we shall see you later.